This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. It is so good to have you with us again, and it's so good for us, and we really appreciate being with you. Very, very welcome, and uh, we're truly going to have a wonderful month, a month in which we are going to be talking about recovery and restoration for couples, um, and of course, also the individuals in a couple. And it's really very, very important that both the partners of a relationship, where the one is struggling with an addiction, and that the other one also be part of uh, some type of program or working at the issues. Mm. Mm. And Frederick, I also want to add to that, not only people with addictions, but mm. hurts, hang-ups and habits, like we always say. Mm. Because in many relationships, there are so many habits. Mm. And there are ways of behaving that hurt our partner. And yeah. it often comes from our family of origin, mm -hmm. because of things that we had grown up with, and now we are these two individuals with two different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, Frederick, now, maybe something funny just before we get into the serious <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I remember we were part of a marriage seminar for many, many years with uh -huh. Campus Crusade in yeah, the, yeah. the 1890s. Yes. And I remember one joke that we used to tell at the seminar is like, um, I don't know, maybe you can take over from me. It's about yeah. the, um, the how the egg must be done and two young married oh, couples. Yes, you want to yes. help me I, with that I story? I remember that is... And I think it is really the perspectives of of what is proper. Mm. I think that is what the, so um, the the very new wife said to the her very new husband. Um, so I want to make some. Um, I want to prepare some eggs, fry some eggs for us. Mm. And uh, the husband said, yes, I, I'd like a proper egg. Mm. And um, and then she made the and, eggs. And she said, I know how to make proper, proper eggs. eggs. Yes. We did it in our family. And yeah. it was very important to my mom to have a proper egg. Yeah. And when she put the eggs in front of a lovely new husband, he said, but this is not a proper egg. A proper egg is like this and this and this and this. It's like a soft egg. Yeah. And she said, but but in my house, it was it, it, nobody, everybody hated soft eggs. It was hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. And uh, so this is not a proper egg. And guess what? They were in their first argument before they know about what is proper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a reality for them. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, Suki, we... We often say, um, we talk about reality, we talk about restoration and redemption mm. in the face of addiction. And sometimes the realities of life really press down very, very hard on us. And, um, and, and, and not only enduring hard times, but very often sometimes, um, even when we don't, expect anything to go wrong, mm. life happens. Mm -hmm. And the realities of that situation hit us. Um, yeah, and, and really, Suki, we're in a fallen world. Right. Um, we're in a world where things don't go as we have planned. Mm. They don't go as we had expected. And we often 
get a curveball um, that is spinning totally out of the, our line and our mm. direction. Mm. And we need to deal with that. We need to be able to deal with that. Mm. But not only as individuals, but especially as a couple. And that makes it more difficult, right? Mm. Because we each one have our own way to handle a problem. Mm. And that's mm. also hard. And we all, we all have our own ways to respond to grief mm. or shock. Mm. And I've heard that they said that so many couples divorce after they had lost a child mm. because of their different ways of grieving. Mm -hmm. So this is not what we're going to talk about this month, but this month we're going to talk about um, relationships and couples, especially when the one person is addicted or mm -hmm. maybe two people are addicted and the realities of life that just happen. So often mm. we don't think it would happen to Christians, but we all end up in situations where there's pain, deep pain, just like mm -hmm. look what happened during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Things happened we never would have expected. Yeah. It had thrown us into small spaces where we couldn't get far away from each other. We couldn't do the things we normally do. Mm. It was hard. It was hard on relationships. Many relationships started falling apart. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they said the divorce rates increased yes. during the lockdown. Absolutely. And, um, and people lost loved ones and lost friends and mm. brothers and mm. family. Also, and others just became so ill mm. um, that it caused a lot of stress, not only for the person that had the COVID, but uh, their family members and those right. close to them. Yeah. Also abuse, maybe even mm. emotional abuse. Mm. Um, mm. You know, often people don't want to abuse, but people that were abused when they grew up, even if it was emotionally, mm. they end up abusing and they don't even know they're yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, of course, divorce. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we heard about couples that got divorced during this time, even Christian couples. Yeah. Addiction, because mm -hmm. I think what happened, people didn't have their normal way of handling stress. They couldn't go to the gym. They couldn't go for runs anymore. And addiction definitely escalated. Yeah. Not mm. only substance addiction. I mean, it was hard to get to alcohol and all that stuff, but people had their ways to find it. Mm -hmm. But also process addiction, yeah. like people mm -hmm. were on the internet a lot more. Oh, gambling on the internet, um, yeah, right. and gaming. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then, of course, porn. The, the porn addictions. Mm -hmm. um, Even and shopping. The, uh, shopping online. Mm -hmm. And all of that just to, to numb or to medicate or to cover up some of the pain and some of the hard, difficult emotions and mm. feelings that people were experiencing and unable to express what is really happening in their heart because they didn't feel safe. Absolutely. Mm. And Frederick, I think it's so important to mention, yeah, we always tell our own story and how difficult emotions were for us because mm. we never learned to deal with hard emotions. Yeah. My mom always said, tomorrow is a better day. Look at the sun, the bright side. You know, I didn't learn to express hard emotions. Mm, mm, and that's mm. how we, you know, this program's name is Into Me See. That is how we connect with each other deeply. Not when you tell me, oh, Suki, I'm so tired. And I remember, I'm, I'm really ashamed to say that. But in those early days when we got married, I would say, tired, why are you tired? You know, you're not supposed, what have you done today? All mm. <laughs> the times when I was depressed mm. and um, I remember you just said, suck it up and just yeah. get out of this. Yeah. You know, why, 
why are you choosing to stay in that in that depressed state? Right. Yeah. And especially because my mom was like that, and I just thought, but the Bible says rejoice. Mm. So why don't you just follow what the Bible says, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you will be better. Yeah. And all that did not make our relationship better. It yeah. actually made it worse. Mm. And then you, that could not express your feelings, yeah. right? I couldn't. I wasn't even aware of my feelings, mm. never mind able to express mm. them. Mm-hmm. And I was almost just not aware of my, uh, my thoughts even and mm. what I was thinking. So, and it, and mm-hmm. that really caused a lot of strain on our relationship. And we were oblivious, okay? We mm. didn't know that we were harming and... And that our relationship was actually in danger because mm. we were not able to engage in our feelings and uh, talk about them in a free, safe, non-judgmental environment. For a long time, I thought, um, you know, I would help you if I would help you how to fix a problem. Mm. And actually, that's one of the big no-nos mm. to fix a person, to try and fix a person. Mm. And I mean, everybody says to you, you mustn't try and change your husband, but you don't think, I didn't think I'm trying to change my, I loved you, I really mm, enjoyed mm, you, mm, mm, mm. but I just wanted to help you because I thought I'm your helpmate yeah. and I'm good at certain things, so I can help you know how to do that. So yeah. how did you feel when I did no, that? Of course, I, I felt, uh, often I felt controlled and I was feel, felt, I, I, I thought I was felt to may, uh, feel unable, mm. inadequate um, and sometimes even judged. Uh, because I wasn't doing something or I was doing something that I shouldn't have been doing. Mm, mm. And so it just piled onto, onto me and it exasperated my, my shame, mm. um, which I later realized uh, through an author, John um, Bradshaw, it's actually toxic shame. That shame is so toxic it takes you down into a negative uh, depression spiral and... Um, it has very severe consequences. That um, you thought you were bad, right? Yes, Not you yes. didn't do something bad, but you were a bad mm, person. Mm, mm. And of course, Suki, that affected our, our, our relationship very, very deeply yeah. as a couple. Um, because I was retreating, you were per, uh, pursuing, pursuing mm. and um, we were living further and further away from yeah. each other, yeah. avoiding conflict and fear yeah. of abandonment. All those issues that came from our families of origin, yeah. We did everything we could, right? I remember we went to marriage counseling. We started attending marriage groups. Mm. We tried to, to, to figure out how to handle conflict. Um, but maybe we can talk more after the break. Yeah, I think after the break, Suki, I'd love us to go to uh, some of the signs mm. that uh, your... Your, your your marriage or your coupleship or mm. your your relationship mm. needs some attention. Right. Um, I wouldn't like to say it's in danger, but mm. it needs attention. Yeah, it needs help. Let's have a break, Suki. Thank mm. you, listeners. Welcome back, listeners. And, um, of course, it's wonderful for us to be here. You know, um, Suki, we are talking about these struggles that we had, but we were believers. Mm. We were Christians. And we love Jesus. And we love Jesus. And we wanted to do the right thing. Mm. We didn't try and do, you know, purposefully mm. sinning and uh, going against the Lord's word. Really, we're trying. And we were reading Bible every day and praying. Mm. 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 Doing quiet times. Mm. But why then? 
Are we struggling, Suki? Mm, sinful because of the sin that we have that we didn't even realize we had hey, at yeah. that stage. Mm. So John 16, verse 33 says, uh, Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said, in this world, you will have trouble. Mm. In this world, you will have trouble. Mm. Uh, not perhaps, you will mm. have trouble. But he says further, take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm. Um, so we are not exempt as Christians mm. from hardship, from challenges, from things that go wrong. Um, and Frederick, I think what so often happens in marriages when couples struggle, you know, mostly when people talk to each other, say, how are you doing? No, we well, you know, it's mm. not something you want to tell. Because people are embarrassed to say mm. we're really fighting, we're struggling, we, mm. we, we, mm. We, we're struggling in our relationship. And so often we walk around with these masks. Mm. And the beautiful thing, if you're in a safe group and you can take off that mask, mm. you actually how hear freeing. that many other people are struggling. Yeah, how and how freeing that yeah. is. Yeah, and yeah. the whole thing of happily ever after, there are happy times, but... What did, what did my mom say? Many, buy a sucker suit. Yeah. Yeah. I do say that in English. Many struggles that you had to go through. Yeah. Yes, that you need to when you're in a committed relationship. And therefore, I also want to warn now, specific, engaged couples. If one of you, if, if you become aware that one of you is struggling with an addiction, see a lot of red lights Flickering. flickering. Mm. Don't mm. ignore that. Addictions are a huge thing. Don't mm. think mm. I will help him to overcome yeah. it. It yeah. doesn't yeah. work like that. And I think the guys often think, uh, especially if there is a sexual addiction, that mm. I'll get married and then I wouldn't have the need problem. for mm. this uh, sexual stuff and for the porn and stuff. But actual fact, what it often does um, the problem continues, mm. the addiction continues, but it just continues in secrecy. Mm -hmm. Because how can you, as a Christian and married, um, still struggle with this addiction? And But it still has and not been And how can you tell your with. wife? He's yeah. so ashamed. Yeah. He wouldn't do that. Mm, because so, mm. she may abandon me. She may leave me. So those are the fears that, that kick in. Mm. Mm. So please look out. Sometimes... In committed relationships, um, there, there's process addiction, like addiction to games, porn, food, mm. um, or substance addiction, like alcohol or drugs. Yeah. And that's often maybe easier to see, hey? Mm, mm. Um, yeah, make the, very the sure, ladies. The substance things are easier. Mm, make sure when he's sitting behind that computer all the time playing games, and you can't go out and can't do things together. This is mm, not going to get mm, better when mm, you're married. Mm, mm. That's something you need to handle oh, before you get married. Mm. You, you know, Suki, it's not only being stuck behind the or in front of the computer screen, mm. but you can get uh, a man or even a woman that is, uh, I say this carefully, addicted to, to the gym. They they have to work out, and if they, they cannot go through a day without having had a workout, mm. and and that takes them out of the relationship, out of the committed relationship, mm. and the relationship is actually with that substance mm. or the process or the behavior uh, or the gym or the work or 
sometimes even religiosity, Sugi, mm-hmm. um, that people are so caught up in getting spiritual solutions mm. and the actual root of the of the addiction is not addressed. And we need to be very careful here because people, you know, could say, wow, how could you say that? Mm. But we've seen in the groups where we are, Frederick and I are in several groups of people struggling with addictions. We also do counseling. And uh, we've seen many times that people often use verses to cover up. And these people mm. are often very sincere. They're not, you know, maybe they had grown up with that and they just continue maybe to think, if I speak very spiritually, mm. um, God will protect me. Mm. But often these people, and I'm not saying all, all everybody, of course it's not everybody, but some people use that. And then ladies, when they get, got married afterward, they say, oh, I never thought so. He was such a Christian. He went to Bible study. He was in a worship band. I never, never thought Mm, that he had these mm, issues. Mm. So very, very important to get each know each other long, to get to know that person's friend before you get his friends. Get get to know his family. Mm. Don't just get into something because people have endless pain that we meet in these groups. Yeah. That just got married or maybe they're not even married, but they lived with a partner for a long time. Mm. And now they realize there's this problem and it's not easy to get out of that relationship. You know, Suki, I I think we really need to look at some of the danger signs or or, or some of the symptoms that show that something needs to be done. Mm. We cannot just leave it the way it is. Um, Absolutely. And there's a ripple effect, a huge ripple effect mm. in a relationship, an addiction or even tendencies to an addiction and relationships don't go well together. Hey, and, and, so the, tell and the us addiction about that. and the addiction often is uh, I- increasing in frequency and severity. That's what happens to all addictions, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. So mm. you might find the person when it's not so severe, and you think, oh, it's not a big deal. But that's the problem. If it if it is a kind of an addiction, and there are tests that people can do for lots of addictions on mm. the internet. Let that person do a test to make sure. Yeah. Because mm. even if it's not a big problem now, it's going to grow. Because like Frederick said, it's progressive. Let's look yeah. at those signs, Frederick. You know, so um, the, one of them is, Suki, that if the partner sees that there is something happening, there's an addiction or whether it is process or a substance addiction, and the other person denies it, mm. That is a first danger sign, um, and you don't say no. There isn't so. Ah, oh, it's not so bad. You know, um, uh, the other guys also do it, and mm. you know we are just being social. Um, so those are the type of excuses that uh, the addicted person uh, may may use mm. to to cover up the problem or cover up the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can handle it. I can deal this with this myself. Well, often, if a, even before it gets to that, Frederick, I was just thinking, if a, if a person would share what, what concerns them and the other person just says, no, it's no problem. Yeah, I'm If fine. it's an addiction mm. or not. Mm. No, it's not true. Yeah. But the person continues to see, but this is a problem. Mm. And, the, and the other party still just doesn't want to hear Ooh, that's it's a, strong it's a denial. red light. Mm. It's a red light, especially uh, if it's harmful behavior. Yeah, flashing light. Mm. And um, mm. the person that is, or, or the partner that is being harmed, 
needs to rock the boat mm. um, and needs to set boundaries and needs to be firm mm. on those boundaries. Um, so often that person that, that is harmed is covering up for whatever yeah. problem it is. Yeah, that's the second one, Suki. Yeah. And that is often when we had grown up so luckful. We often use our example. Um, I'd grown up where my dad was an alcoholic and mm. and he was in but you know, also in different phases. When I was younger it wasn't so bad. Mm. And my mom would would hide alcohol and do stuff like that. And I thought that is okay. You know, that's mm. how you help someone. And so when your addiction came out, instead of immediately getting you to get help, to, mm. to get part of a 12-step group or to go and tell the pastor or whatever, I said, no problem, we're going to pray for you. Mm. And mm. I mean, it sounds like a good response, right? Yeah. But five years praying made no difference. Mm. Mm. <laughs> because mm. when it's really an addiction, um, then there's extra help needed, help yeah. from outside. Mm. Mm. The partner ourselves. is not going to do it on their own. They're mm -hmm. often fooled to think we can, we can handle this. And, and I think, Suki, the change for, for us came when you put, uh, uh, made me figure out this is I'm desperate now mm. um, because I'm going to lose my marriage, I'm going to lose my family, I'm going to lose my career. Mm. Uh, you put, brought me to a, a place of desperation. Mm. And, uh, you know, in AA they call it the gift of desperation, mm. G-O-D. Yeah. Yeah, hey. And uh, it's when that is set. In other words, not trying to fix the the, the other person, mm. you know, tell them what they should do and what they shouldn't be doing, because that propelled me further into shame mm. and um, and wanting to promising to to stop, but I couldn't. Mm. So we they really need a crisis point. But even long before that, there's so much struggle in that relationship where mm. it's just not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. That, that we talk about, I remember, talk about problems all the time, trying to fix problems, trying mm. to, to get strategies, and so busy trying to fix this relationship that it's just not working. Yeah, that's, uh, that is, of course, one of the other red lights is that the addiction or the process is, has developed so much that there's no more fun. Right, uh, right. No place for fun. Mm. Okay, um, just some, very quickly, some other suki that there is emotional or physical abuse present in mm -hmm. the relationship. And often I think it's emotional because abuse, I mean, physical abuse is pretty evident. Easy, eh? easy to see, yeah. But even some ladies maybe would just take it and think, oh, well, he was just drunk, you know, or something, you know, he mm. couldn't help it. Mm. No, if this happens, it's a red light. It's a abuse. big red light. Mm. And mm. also emotional abuse is like, if, if he doesn't want you to be with your friends anymore, if he doesn't want you to meet with your families in any isolation, mm. or he controls your money, cuts you off from money, all those things are things that should not be happening in healthy relationships. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just as well is when one of the partners or the partner that is struggling mm. isolates. Mm. Uh, he isolates from his, their partner. So and I don't say his because it it's could be a lady her, as yeah. well. Yeah, um, me. I often say her, but it could be the other way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So isolation is not good. Mm. Um, or even the family start isolating Frederick. Or, mm, mm. Yeah. So the, or or 
he isolates her from her friends or the other way around. Yeah. Or he goes out with his friends a lot, but he doesn't spend time with her. Yeah. yeah. And I used to think, it's okay. You know, he needs his... I mean, of course, everybody needs their male friends, but the main relationship is with a partner. Yeah. And if that person does that, it's there's something going on there. And I think when there is a problem, Suki, the couple can also start isolating from other couples. Mm, mm. So that is also a danger or sign. Or family, right? Mm. Yeah. So listeners, invite your friends. This whole month of July, we're going to talk about couples and issues that couples experience. And we're going to look at solutions. In this, in this program, we just introduced the problem. The next two programs, we're going to speak to a couple who have been experiencing these issues. And they're going to tell us what they have been doing. And then in the last program, we're going to summarize and we're going to give more tips and more help. There's a lot of help and people get desperate. Mm. So many people mm. just divorce. Frederick, we could have divorced years yeah. ago. Yeah. I'm yeah. so grateful we hadn't mm. done it. We've gone yes. through very difficult times, but our, we have so much fun in our relationship now from time to time. Still not mm. all the time. There's mm -hmm. still times of struggle. But it's so much better. It's so much deeper. And we could never have had this. If we stay together and often when a partner gets married again, divorce, they marry the same partner with yeah, the same addiction. Mm. We know that when people in their 50s tell us they've married twice or three times, every time it's the same problem. It just looks a bit different. Yeah. So yeah. we take we, we take our issues with us. I think mm. that's why Jesus said we didn't want us to divorce, mm. that we need to look at our issues and start working at the issue. Thank you so much, listeners, for being with us. And it was a privilege for us to share. Mm. Um, please, if you're um, interested and uh, you want to send this to a friend, get to the podcasts um, at www.kpulpa.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. And or, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions, please email us at frederick. F-R-E-D-E-R-I-K, Suki, S-O-E-K-I-E, at kpulpit.co.za. Until next time, see you, and we will be with you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.